I was dominating the wide receiver position from a three-point stance at Port Clinton High School, nice. running nice. the wing tee. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you haven't used your eligibility. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> left. I. This is episode ten of Glass City Game Time. One of America's great sports podcasts, brought to you by The Blade. My name is Corey Christen, and thanks for listening to this episode number 10. We are recording from The Blade Building in downtown Toledo. And joining me this week, we are talking Heisman Trophy as the four finalists for college football's most prestigious award were announced. And joining me to do so, you read his column most likely every Monday in The Blade and on eBlade and on Blade News Slide. It's Blade Sports writer Nick Petrovich. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Nick. Joining me also today, sports editor Scott McNeish. Hello. Hello, Scott. Technical producer Phil Kaplan sits to my right. And backyard football MVP. Backyard football turkey bowl MVP. That's an off-air conversation that we had. Hi, Corey. Hi, Phil. As I mentioned, the Heisman Trophy, the four finalists, were announced for said trophy. LSU quarterback Joe Burrow, Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields and Ohio State defensive end Chase Young are the four Heisman Trophy finalists. And Nick, in your column on Monday that came out, you kind of ranked these top five finalists in order. And you go Burrow, Hurts, Fields, Young, and then Chuba Hubbard running back for Oklahoma State. So the odds makers agree with you in a way where Joe Burrow comes in at a whopping minus 25,000 to win the Heisman Trophy, and to translate, that's an implied 99.6 rounded, of course, percent probability that he actually walks away with the trophy. So, Nick, let's try to find an angle that we can take that says Joe Burrow's not going to win the Heisman because everybody's saying that he is going to win the Heisman. What are the realistic chances that Fields, Hurts, or Young usurps him for this trophy? Um, Next to none. I mean, if you have to bet $25,000 to win a dollar on anything... It's over. I mean, it's it's done. I had him number one from beginning to end. He's just ha- he's made such an unimpeachable case to be the Heisman Trophy winner. And the reality is, there's all the other guys have a legitimate, really good case. This just happens to be a really strong year. Sometimes there are years where it's like, all right, well, we have to give it to somebody. This has been the complete opposite because I think in the right year, Chuba Hubbard, who isn't even invited, I think could have won it. And I think it just speaks to the quality of this particular year and these particular finalists. And in fact, this is the second straight year that a running back is not as the finalist for the trophy. And you mentioned Hubbard. You could look at J.K. Dobbins, obviously Ohio State. And you could look at Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin. All three running backs, you mentioned it, in any given year could easily win this award. But it just so happens that there are three really darn good quarterbacks and one defensive player who stole all the headlines even through his suspension regarding the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, and the Heisman voters just kind of sidestep that entire which of these three running backs we want by inviting none of them. So, I don't know. I liked Hubbard the best out of them. He had more yards than any of them in one fewer game. My favorite Chuba stat is that just on first and 10 this year, he rushed for more than 1,000 yards. He was over seven yards a carry on just first down. Everybody who plays Oklahoma State knows that they're running the ball. And I would argue that they were probably 8-4 and four over a fringe bowl team just because they had him. Um, however, Taylor and Dobbins are both excellent. They're all NFL guys. You really can't go wrong with any of them. Um, 
but yeah, that they just skipped that entire debate. Well, in the college football realm, when you have Chuba Hubbard mentioned in the same breath as Barry Sanders, and J.K. Dobbins mentioned in the same breath as Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm not going to go as far as to, to say Archie Griffin, but if you look at the Ohio State record books, it's Griffin and then Dobbins in terms of rushing yards. But the finalists that were named, Burrow, Fields, Hurts, the three quarterbacks, which do you think has the upper hand to usurp Burrow? Was it, would it be Fields or Hurts? Who has the better chance, you think, of getting over Burrow? I thought Hurts just because he was his team's best player, bar none. Where I joked a couple weeks ago that Ohio State should have to have a primary before sending someone to New York because you probably can't even get Ohio State fans in a room to all agree with one another. Who is the most indispensable Ohio State player in 2019? I think you have a reasonable case for all three of them. Mm-hmm. I probably would have said Chase Young myself. However, with Hurts, if they don't have a quarterback at his level, there's absolutely no way they make the playoff this year. Whereas Ohio State was so stacked from pretty much every angle, that you could probably take one of those guys out, and Ohio State might still go undefeated. And I know his name hasn't really been flown in these discussions, but you look at Clemson at number three, and you look at Trevor Lawrence. A bit of a down season, weaker schedule, but not to say that he's not an elite-level talented quarterback as well. I mean, we're looking at the four playoff quarterbacks, three of the four, I should say, that are top four in this Heisman Trophy voting, and Justin Fields, despite 40 touchdowns to one interception all year, sitting out garbage time, he's still up here. And you have Hurts ahead of him slightly, and you've clearly stated why. But it just feels like at any given moment, one of these three quarterbacks could win it. It's just that Burrow's so far way up here, way over the top of all three of them combined. Yeah, no doubt. It's And Fields has been so good that Ohio State lost a first-round draft pick at quarterback and probably upgraded the position. That's outrageous. One interception in an entire Power 5 season is video game stuff. I shouldn't even say that because I throw way more picks than that. <laughs> so I don't, that, that season has been incredible, but yeah, I, I just think everyone's as mine is made up with Burrow on an NCAA football game. Pre 2014. I think I was running a lot of option anyway. Mm-hmm. I think I was playing NCAA 06 using Troy Smith, running some option, throwing him deep gamble. Yeah, I like the, game. the Pat white, West Virginia teams. I ruined Ooh. a lot of days with them. Pat white. Was that Steve, Steve Slayton? Slayton. Yeah. Was that Tavon Austin and uh, Stedman Bailey? The receivers didn't matter. Okay. Once I was running I speed it option, it didn't matter. Scott, I want to bring you in here. I'm sure you have some NCAA football video game talk that you can pitch into this. Yeah, I'm older, so Sega Genesis. <laughs> well, I, I had some Sega Genesis in my life, too. Sonic. There is nothing wrong with that. Sonic the Hedgehog. We can have an entire show on NHL 94. Ooh, well, that'll be a different show. That's a different show. We'll save that for the hockey episode. But, Scott, I want to bring you in here because as much as Nick and I are talking about it's Joe Burrow than everything else, the odds makers agree. What's your take on, first of all, the finalists in itself and how far ahead maybe Burrow is of these other three and what are the actual chances that Burrow gets jumped by Fields, Hurts, or Young? I think there's a better chance of all four of us in this room winning the lottery tonight than there is of anyone beating Burrow. But I think really when you look at the finalists, I think it's a win for the transfer portal, quite frankly, because three of the four have successfully found new homes and found a lot of success. I think that's very interesting, and I think that's something that you're going to see a lot more of. It's an angle that you can definitely look at, and Burrow is an Ohio State alum, so Buckeye fans can't say that their team has three representatives going to New York But no running backs at this thing. It just shocks me because now it's the second year in a row. If you look at the statistics in the Heisman Trophy winners, 
unless Chase Young wins it, it'll be four straight quarterbacks to win the award. Only one non-quarterback since 2010 has won the award. That's Alabama's Derrick Henry in 2015. Since 2000, only two non-quarterbacks have won it, including Henry and then Alabama's Mark Ingram in 2009. So, Nick, is this still the most prestigious award in college football, or has the Heisman become a game of quarterbacks? Yeah, it's become a game of quarterbacks. And it's just bizarre to me that we can say in the NFL, for example, we all can say without question that the Rams' best player is Aaron Donald. And we can say that the Steelers are probably 8-5 and five because they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, and the Patriots won the Super Bowl because of McCourty's play, that batting ball away in the end zone. The Heisman voters view defense as just like the other end of the highlight, and it's become just so quarterback-centric that you kind of have to have the Heisman moment. And for Burrow going into Alabama and winning, and then they just blow the doors off Georgia, that was just over. It's not – that was – the picture moment for particularly in like Chase Young's case, it's not attractive to anyone that he eats a right tackle and forces the quarterback to throw the ball away. But I can argue that those players are just as valuable. But in this particular thing with counter stats, when voters aren't watching everyone and then are relying on stats, the quarterback is naturally going to have an advantage because he touches the ball every play. Unless you're a real football geek and you look at every single aspect of a play and you see Chase Young getting double-teamed, sometimes triple-teamed, and in some cases he's beating those double-teams. And whether he's sacking a quarterback, getting his hand up on the arm so it's a it's a weaker throw, or strip-sack, whatever it is, the Heisman moments maybe aren't as golden when it happens when a defensive end does it, but of course a quarterback throws a 50-yard pass, everybody, their eyes widen. So that's a very valid point that you make there. As valuable as defense is, there's just something mystical about college quarterbacks throwing touchdowns that I think people attach to in a way that they do not with defense and for Young to get 16 and a half sacks in a year when he missed two games and just watch watch how he changes every single offensive game plan where they're putting two tight ends on his side they're chipping him with running backs and receivers and everything they're doing anything to make sure he doesn't completely ruin days the amount of respect he gets is is outrageous it's an underrated thing I mean you mentioned Aaron Donald a couple minutes ago here Aaron Donald became so dominant that teams defaulted to double-teaming him. That's exactly what happened with Chase Young. Yeah, and if this happened exactly 10 years ago with Ndamukong Sue, who I will go to my grave believing deserved, should have won that Heisman Trophy, and I believe finished fourth. I'll back that up. I'll co-sign that. Yeah. That he at least should have gotten more consideration. Yeah, and he got none. And, he got, and actually that year, Mark Ingram won it with fewer yards than all three of those running backs we mentioned have right now. Different time we live in, Nick. Yeah. Are interesting times. Thanks for joining us this week to talk Heisman. No problem. Read that Monday column if you haven't checked it out already. We're going to take a few seconds here to pause, and we'll come back with sports editor Scott McNeish, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into the Heisman Trophy discussion. You're listening to Glass City Game Time on ToledoBlade.com, Blade News Slide, or on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play. All right, continuing on here on Glass City Game Time, and joining me just like he does every week for the editor's perspective is Blade Sports editor Scott McNeish. Now, Scott, I mentioned this to Nick here in the first segment of the podcast, but the Heisman Trophy has lately, at least over the last couple of decades here, been a award almost exclusively for quarterbacks. Only two non-quarterbacks since 2000 have won the award. That's Mark Ingram in 2009 
and Derrick Henry 2015. So are we still giving the Heisman this prestige like it's built up to be and like it's actually defined as? If you go to the Heisman Trophy website, it's defined as the most prestigious award in college football. That's not just a saying. That's the actual definition for the award. Has it become a quarterback award or is it still college football's award? Yeah, great question. And first of all, I do think it is the most prestigious award. I don't know how many people really care who wins the Maxwell Award, but people are really going to pay attention to the Heisman every year. Um, Is it a quarterback award? I think it it parallels the NFL MVP award in that it's probably going to lean towards quarterbacks. I think two things have to happen for that not to happen. There needs to be a quarterback who are no quarterbacks who have big years, which in this age of with these offenses is going to be tough. Or a running back has to have a Barry Sanders kind of season to uh, to really crack that. I think those two things have to happen. But for the most part, it is going to be quarterbacks. They touch the ball every play. They get a lot of the limelight. They get a lot of the attention. And the other coaches that they play against are going to talk about them. Everyone's going to talk about them and, and pay attention to them. And it's going to be a situation with, like I said, with these spread offenses where not only are they running, or not only are they throwing, but they're running. Um, they get the ball a lot. They get a lot of stats. They produce a lot of numbers. And, yeah, they're going to be the guys, I think, more often than not. Oklahoma State's Chuba Hubbard, Ohio State's J.K. Dobbins, Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor. Any other year, they could be Heisman Trophy finalists, easily. And I'm not saying this is the year of the quarterbacks. I feel like every year is the year of the quarterback. But given the high level that Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts all played at, and then Chase Young capturing the eyes nationally, and quite frankly, you probably have the first two NFL picks, in no particular order, Burrow and Young, in this Heisman Trophy finalist. But... You look at the way you mentioned the offenses are run. It's these air raid style spread offense. And the running backs don't get as much love. So do you feel like one of these running backs was snubbed of a finalist spot? I don't think so. If you look at the four that were invited, who are you going to take out? <laughs> who are you going to take out and put a running back in? I don't so. I don't think you can take any of those four out. I guess the only argument you could have made is should there have been five finalists or six or whatever? And, and does that really matter if there's four, five, six, whatever? Only one guy wins it. I mean, so, I mean, maybe that would have been fun for Oklahoma State fans for, what, five days to have some have a finalist there? But, I mean, you're really being nitpicky, I think, if you're going to say, well, this person should have been the sixth you know finalist or or whatever so I think if you look at the four that were invited I think that is a slam dunk four you can't argue any of any of them so I think the voters got it right maybe the Heisman doesn't have to give more favoritism to defense but I'm glad that the voting committee at least acknowledged despite the two-game suspension for Chase Young that he was the most dominant player in college football that he was easily on pace to break the college football sack record single season and I don't know if this is Chase Young getting the, okay, yeah, you deserved it kind of little bit of nudge that he might have earned despite the suspension again. But some would say that Young, if he didn't get that suspension, could be in Burroughs' shoes as a runaway favorite. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That is a very interesting one. Did he have that much of a transcendent year to go over a quarterback who's going to set the record for completion percentage and all that stuff? Wow, yeah, that would have been a a fascinating, I think, conversation to have. 
But just like what, what Nick was talking about with Indomitian Sue, I can see Chase Young finishing like fourth or third, mm-hmm. even though you could probably make the argument that he's the most dominant player in college football this year. And I think that's just how these awards, like we've been talking about, how these awards work out. If he didn't have that suspension, man, then you're, you're talking about a little bit of a different conversation. I think setting records or doing things that no one has done before, if you're a defensive player, is going to help you out a lot. Or, in the case of Charles Woodson, you do other stuff. Yeah. Like but Chase, offense? I don't see, maybe <laughs> Chase Young can return punts. We don't actually know that. But uh, but he didn't. So, if you're setting records and stuff, that's going to make your case a lot stronger. Um, I think one also, one interesting thing is the role of analytics in this. You're seeing things like, like pro football focus who are coming out with these grades and rush win percentages and stuff which might help defensive players in the future and I think with Chase Young he had some interesting numbers to go with that but is it enough to go over a quarterback who might have an all-time season probably not yeah I'm gonna throw a baseball analogy in here it's like a wins above replacement yeah right for college football defensive players right it's you know if you take Chase Young off the field for however many games it is if you take him out for all the games let's say sure then how good is that Ohio State defense in reality? Uh, Scott, thanks as always for the perspective. You're welcome. The Heisman Trophy, again, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Chase Young. Only one can win it. And Las Vegas via Odd Shark for entertainment purposes only. Say that it's a 99.6 implied probability that Joe Burrow wins it. So, for Nick Petrovich, for Scott McNeish, for Phil Kaplan, my name is Corey Christen. Please do not forget, if you enjoyed the show, please remember to subscribe and give us a good rating. You can check us out on ToledoBlade.com, on Blade News Slide, and on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Just search Glass City Game Time, and you'll find us right there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.